0: Welcome to the Try Me Tapes. Ooh, sound a bit bored. <laughs> Welcome to the Try Me Tapes, an audio journal of an amateur athlete. I'm Matt. She's Abby. Welcome to the Try Me Tapes, an audio journal of an amateur athlete. I'm Matt. And I'm Abby and we're here to discuss Abby's athletic adventures. Straight into it, isn't it? Last time we talked about all the gear. Try Me Tape, number four.
1: At this point, I had been injured, and every time that I tried to participate in the running that was programmed, the injury just kept getting in the way, and I didn't want to make it any worse. So spoke with jimmy my coach and we decided to go straight into focusing on the biking aspect which previously i didn't have much experience of so i was kind of getting used to the bike outdoors Mm. because it was winter time as well there's lots of sort of endurance and interval training that you can do indoors if you have access to an indoor bike or like a turbo train or something like that
0: yeah so do you want to describe the session that you did
1: I think this was my first one. So, if you are maybe like into a little bit of CrossFit, or if you've got if you're a, um, a member of a gym that's really into Concept Two rowers or ski ergs or bike ergs, my gym that I work at, we just purchased the bike erg um, version of Concept Two. We thought it was a gift from God, but actually. <laughs>
0: What's different about a biker, a concept two biker, compared to other bikes you might find in the gym? I think
1: it's deceiving. So you you start spinning and you think that your legs are all good and, and it's literally it may be like forty seconds later and your legs are full of lactic acid and you just Yeah don't feel like you've got any drive left. But because you haven't got anything else to kind of help you with momentum, you're basically sat stuck on the bike. Static. Just static, yeah.
0: Using all your power.
1: Yeah, and it hasn't got any kind of difference in cogs that you would have.
0: But it's fan resistant, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and if you had, as so say, on my road bike, it, in comparison, I could switch gears and have it on the highest chain ring, yeah. and then my cadence would be a little bit higher,
0: but this is obviously... a little quite, bit easier on the legs, yeah, yeah.
1: This is quite a small cadence, so your legs are spinning as hard as you want to put the work in.
0: So yeah, tell us about this session then.
1: This was after a um, a strength session and I'd previously said that my strength sessions had been slightly unique to what I'd previously experienced in terms of lower intensity, maybe higher volume. So straight off the back of that, I decided to do this training session, which was called a ramp-up session. Mm -hmm. You just had to start off with the resistance low and then every two minutes increase the resistance on the front of yeah. the wheel and I was always training to wattage on the bike so okay a p- the power output of something so I had to be very specific on how hard I was pedaling yeah and um, to try and get the numbers to match yeah and then meanwhile also trying to keep a steady cadence so trying to keep You're your up, yeah,
0: yeah. What was more important in that training, the wattage? Were you constantly hitting a wattage or were you constantly hitting an RPM? Or was uh, it both? Wattage. It was wattage? Yeah. You have had training where you worried about RPM as well, didn't you? Yes. Right.
1: Uh, it's different because obviously if you want to train kind of speed and trying to get your muscles to recruit a little bit faster so that if you were maybe on like a flat or a downhill, yeah. you could get your legs spinning quicker. Right. Um, whereas if you're like looking to go for power, It doesn't really matter how quickly your legs are spinning per se, but more the efficiency of the drive.
0: I see. How long did it go for? Like why ramp up every two minutes you're going up a level? Yeah. But there's only like eight levels, isn't there?
1: Yeah, so it was the first time that I'd experienced an endurance session where instantly something hurt kind of like if you went out running straight away like the first 20 minutes it's going to be grueling yeah and this is the first time I've actually well I could recall me having that same feeling on a bike
0: right it was just hard as hell
1: just hard as hell but like as well just the mindset of it of so many things going on in your head being like you're not fit enough you're not going to be able to complete this like get off or you got so much so much time
0: left it was just it's interesting you say like the mindset of it there because the quote that i liked from this was i didn't mention that i'd already had a 45 minute strength and conditioning session as well as a 20 minute hit session right now i find that interesting because did you know you were going to do this session yes and but you still did a strength and conditioning workout and a 20 minute hit and then you did this session. Was that always planned?
1: Uh, the strength session was planned before yeah. the bike, yeah, um, which was common throughout my training. Yep. but the hit
0: was an extra. <laughs> Just a bitty bonus. <laughs> it was a big bonus. Like you said, this was the like the first time you've had to do endurance on the on the bike. Do you think that doing the hit workout was a bad idea? Yes. Would you advise against your older self?
1: Um, I don't know. Like, I think. Because it was quite at the beginning, I wasn't putting myself under any kind of detrimental regression by doing so. Certainly, if I was doing it later on in in my training and I was near a race, it would have been a really stupid thing to do. Yeah. But kind of, it was a bit more like of a warm up, I guess. Okay. Okay. So I think I was probably really, really tired. I maybe could have pushed myself a little bit harder, but it was all kind of just first stage experiences.
0: Yeah. So let's talk through the, the process that you've written at the end of your blog here. Tell me these points and how you had to lean on them or, you, or how you had to go through them.
1: It's almost over. You have nothing more to complete today. The pain is not getting any worse. So it, you just, it's just there. You just got to accept it control your breathing and then at the end of it like after those comments are just been cycling over in my head of maybe trying to create some sort of like mantra yeah. um of just zoning out i'd finished it so so
0: that was it you cycled it's almost over you have nothing else to complete today the pain is not getting any worse accept it control your breathing back over it's almost over and that's what you said to yourself on the session yeah, yeah pretty
1: much pretty much i still use those techniques now uh, especially the ones it's almost over.
0: It's almost over. It's
1: almost over. Like I say, I always say now if I'm doing sets of something and I've got five sets, first one's great, second one is horrible, third one is the worst, fourth is brilliant, five is just the end. You're done. Yeah, you're done.
0: You're so, you're so close, you yeah. might as well just finish it. Yeah. There's no other outcome.
1: Yeah. So I kind of split my. Whatever I'm doing, split it up into those kind of sets. Even if it's like a longer endurance session yeah. or an interval session, and yeah, if um, and I try and get my head around those processes and know that by the middle I'm going to actually hate it.
0: You're going to have that trough yeah. in the middle. Yeah, everything you do, there's always a trough.
1: Yeah, so that'll be the halfway point. So if it was a if it was a 40 minute session, it's going to be the 20 minutes where I'm going to think,
0: oh, I want to stop before you start the session. Any session throughout this whole journey of becoming the athlete you want to be do you consider that lowest point of your training session before you start your training sessions
1: yeah i don't think i solely like fixate on it but i certainly write out my programs yeah and i will try and just think about how hard or how bad i'm going to feel in that moment But i don't if i fixated on it Mm. then i think i would lose motivation
0: yeah, you, just, you wouldn't want to do the yeah. session because you'd already decided that. Yeah,
1: that and year. this is maybe going off a little bit too far, but definitely during the latter stages of my triathlon training, Yeah, like there were certainly some sessions that it took me a good half a day to psych myself up to get on the bike because I know that it was just going to be a world of pain.
0: Yeah, right. So before you started training for triathlon, have you ever come across having to develop that mindset prior? Is this a skill that you had before you started this or is this something that you've learned as you've gone?
1: I think I've, throughout training, because I've been in the gym for maybe like two years of actually properly training in the gym, doing resistance training. Um, I actually like pushing myself past those limits and feeling that sense of achievement at the end of something you have to get into
0: those points to come out of them
1: yeah when we first started going to the gym together yeah and I wasn't exactly um self-motivated to go and do it through various reasons I probably would have thought about it a little bit more and thought about the reasons why I wouldn't want to put myself through it right maybe even like oh I wouldn't want someone to think that I'm not fit or I wouldn't want someone to like laugh or
0: so you'd rather not try if someone was in the gym and they saw you and they thought, oh God, she can I've definitely can't. had that mindset, yeah. Have you? Yeah. Do you still have that now? No. Nah. I'm going to jump on that. Reasons not to train with me when we first started. Because you had the advantage of naivety in the gym that you didn't know what I was going to get us to do every mm. time we went in. There was a program that we kind of cycled through, but we often went off piece. So yeah, what were those reasons not to come to the gym with me?
1: oh pure like pure anxiety a bit of laziness
0: were you aware of the benefits of joining a gym
1: um no I guess I wasn't I think previously with like strength training I had that same thought process that like lots of other girls would think and think that they're gonna get big and bulky and I, right. Yeah. I, I didn't want that to happen to me
0: You could deal with it just with salads
1: Yeah, and i have been involved in hockey so I actually thought I was like fairly fit
0: Yeah, just that sort of running around, that cardio Yeah Yeah, right Well, running around, I guess we can talk about your next blog Let's Runner's Knee
1: So this was when the knee got so bad that I had to go and see a healthcare professional to make sure that there was no real damage
0: what was your biggest worry there?
1: Um, Tore my meniscus.
0: But you, you were worried that there was a tear in there.
1: Yeah, I was worried that there was a tear in there and that it would take a while to repair. And the worst thing about it is that I'd committed to the training. Mm. I've told everyone what I was going to do. Yeah. I basically helped myself before I'd even got started. Yeah. Um, so I'd have been really disappointed had that had turned out to be
0: like a long-term, long-term surgery, but six months again, recovery.
1: But then again, I I think I was trying to adopt the mindset that I wanted out of the whole process yeah. of being like, this has happened, I've got to deal with it and we can move on.
0: Yeah, because that's basically why you've come into this venture. It wasn't to be an all-star triathlete. It was to give you better approaches to life in general by regularly training and overcoming all the mindset and sort of being more aware of challenges, overcoming challenges.
1: I think, yeah, yeah the tools to accept and overcome.
0: Mm, that's good, yeah. I like finding little quotes in here that kind of sum up stuff for me in these. However boring and frustrating it might be, I am completely aware of the necessity for every bit of advice I have been given to improve my symptoms and get back to being fighting fit.
1: The only reason that I'm like that now is because of my profession. Right. Otherwise, I wouldn't bother. You Just have like a habit of everybody better. else. No, not No, not knowing better, but no? more like no. I don't think I'm. I, I don't think I'm like that. I don't think that sums up like my personality. But I think it is more like I don't see the initial
0: like a quick result. A
1: quick result, and so like it's pointless. It's not doing anything. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like people doing body weight exercises at the gym, they don't feel like they're doing anything because they could do it at home. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. So you're now enlightened because you're a massage therapist and personal trainer, and you, you
1: and corrective exercise is correct. pretty much the is <laughs> yeah. pretty much the answer to everything, yeah. unless there's you need a surgical procedure to fix something. Yeah,
0: exactly. Mm. So that was runner's knee.
1: Yeah. Which is a bit of both. It's a bit of rehab, but it's also rest right. because it's an inflammation. And runner's knee covers like it's an umbrella term, basically, for something that's wrong with your knee.
0: Yeah, your knee sore. Yeah. Runner's knee. Yeah. Is um, it the same it, with tennis elbow? Uh,
1: yeah, kinda. It, tennis elbow is again like an RSI. It's an inflammation of the of the tendon that's right. overused, which yeah. needs to be rested. And then you can also do corrective exercises to gain a little bit better movement because with anything, if you've got an injury, like if you're trying to keep it still, don't move it. That's the worst thing you can do.
0: Yeah, I think we've said that in the last ones, didn't we? Mm. Don't sit still. So what did you do? What was your corrective exercises? What were you doing to make this runner's knee better? apart from rest?
1: So it would be a lot of stability exercises. Mm -hmm. And there's a really good one, which I would even do now, just as a great exercise for anybody because it's good to facilitate ankle mobility and also create a little bit of stress on the knee. So standing at a point on one leg and then your other foot is going to reach forward and touch a spot. Okay. So you'd have to do kind of like a, a small squat with the other leg to reach the other leg forward right bring it back to the middle and then you're going to go out to the side so like a almost like a lateral lunge but again you're trying to keep your center of gravity straight down so you're not leaning over it's just a tap with the toe on the on the next point on the on the right or the left yeah uh, and then bring it back to the middle and then back over to behind you again like you have got to distribute your weight a little bit so leaning yourself forward but it's really controlling and, it's, and that stabilizes uh, all the knee it stabilizes the so knee that's it's good
0: reach toe reach Toe touch forward, yeah, to the side, yeah, and to the back. Yeah, how low are you allowed to squat
1: as far as you can, okay, as, as far as you can control it. Obviously, the more you squat, the more stress you're putting onto the yeah, leg. Yeah, that's why I asked. Yeah, but if you start off small, it's good, and you can also do it from a step as well, so you carry a little bit more of a deficit.
0: Can you do it to country and western music, a little uh, bit of line dancing?
1: Yeah, if you want,
0: yeah, nice, okay. Um, um,
1: things like um, single leg Romanian deadlifts, lots of just stabilising exercises that you're not necessarily being explosive on. It's more of the control and mm. um, just trying to get those muscles to fire and ligaments to strengthen.
0: Yeah. Bike fit. What were you doing in this blog?
1: I think this was when I'd first got my road bike and it sat in the hallway for a good few weeks um, after I bought it. Because one, I was too scared to ride it and two my coach said that he would fit the bike for me um, before I tried to ride it and I didn't want with my knee I didn't want any more bloody injuries so I waited so we could book an appointment so that he would watch me pedal uh, and sit properly on the bike so that he can adjust small parts to the bike that would fit me better Mm. so that I was more efficient and didn't hurt myself.
0: Yeah what did he find when you did the fitting?
1: it was a man's bike but the frame was perfect size for me but the handlebars were a little bit too far forward okay Uh, so the stem was just slightly too long uh, which meant that i was leaning way too far that i wouldn't be where my center of gravity was Um, and so i wouldn't have much control on the on the bike especially if i was trying to turn or go around a corner
0: would that also put like strain on your shoulders and arms a little bit more and lower back and your lower back yeah Quite a stretch,
1: yeah. So there's a tendency to think that like leaning really far forward is a good position for you to be on on your bike.
0: Yeah, quite aggressive.
1: Which I'm not saying it isn't, especially. Well, it's more so if you're like a pro and they're kind of trying to be a little bit more aerodynamic. But you definitely don't want to encourage like a f- flexion in your spine. Yeah. Whilst doing long rides, you should still try and maintain like having that flat, straight back. And then kind of leaning will be to do with how your sit bones are on the saddle and so your pelvis can kind of rotate a little bit more comfortably rather than your yeah. spine doing the rotation.
0: I see. So that brings us on to a saddle. Yeah. You um you got through some saddles, didn't you? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Lots of people who don't really ride bikes very often, they get on a bike and they think oh we'll go for a little ride come home and they're like oh my god so one year you do have to get used to it a little bit like that's just the kind of the
0: yeah you yeah
1: part of the process um but yeah you need to find a seat that is suitable for you
0: yeah Uh, i mean you did all that research you got recommended a brand you bought the ism yeah saddle and it Still, really. Out. Oh, I
1: didn't because I didn't check the size or anything either. So, so I you think you bought? Measured. Yeah, I think I bought. It was, it was. I think it was too narrow. To be fair, it was just the way it was sat. It was. It was quite firm. And yeah, the way I sat, I wasn't at this point a very, uh let's say, aggressive mm, style. Was I was more like. Lean. Yeah, I was upright. So, yeah, it just didn't s- sit properly. And <laughs> I had a go on it, which. Again, wasn't like, oh, I'll we'll just have a little go. It was, I'll do a whole session uh, sitting there watching Karate Kid.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. And I think I got, and I was almost crying.
0: It was, you didn't look very happy at yeah. all. No.
1: It was horrible. But I had to finish the session, so. I
0: had to finish the session. <laughs> but that just shows, doesn't it, that uh, all the research, you bought the one that everyone had recommended, but... We've mentioned in the podcast before about how to do your sit bone measurements. Mm. If you had done those sit bone measurements, you might have bought the correct size or it might be that just your body doesn't suit that saddle. Absolutely. There's a strong possibility that it wouldn't have mattered if you got it exactly the right size. just hurt. So, yeah, I guess buying a saddle, you need to be patient that you might not get the right one first time. Yeah,
1: but I think there's some things that you just can't really buy on the internet and I think that's probably one of them. Yeah. Like I did in the end, which this one has helped, but I still don't think it's perfect for me. Right. And I think it was like bargain one of a few that of you a could yeah, of a good range. Yeah, have a good range. It's the bottom end of the yeah. range.
0: It's still a good saddle though, you specialised, right?
1: Yeah, specialised. It's uh, it's got um like a soft part to the channel that's supposed to what's the word? Like
0: distribute the weight isn't it
1: no it's uh, no? like copy your soft tissue basically
0: ah uh, okay much better hmm. so that's three blogs switcheroo runner's knee bike fit try me tape number four
1: yeah i hope you got a little bit of insight into the beginning of my training really
0: yeah lots of bike on this one wasn't there sort of but then again that's com- because of the runner's knee yeah So it all makes sense. You didn't stop because of the running's knee. You changed it up and got on the bike.
1: Yeah, I would have still been swimming at this point as well. So We
0: didn't really mention that at all, have we, the swim? But just taking for granted that the pools were open and you were in them swimming. Yeah. Cool. End tape four? End tape four. Click.
1: Thank you for listening to the Try Me Tapes. Don't forget to subscribe to hear the rest of the tapes. If you'd like to give a review, please head to podchaser.com or to share your athletic adventure, join us on Facebook at facebook.com slash
0: sport. I can't do it. Just can't do it. Maybe you can do it. <clears throat>
1: Hello. Hiya. Um. What was I say?